Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I don't think that Sami Zayn has taken this Kevin Owens news very well. Like me when Barry Barricade passed away, cry about it every day. Also, hello my friends and welcome to yet another episode of Ups and Downs. And much like wrestling, this is the show that never stops. When I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to have to add up how many days I did do these. And I probably will never be able to accept it. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Let's up those downs. So what am I talking about when it comes to Sami Zayn? Well, he did start off Raw, and he was a sad panda because his friend's not here anymore. He was even wearing a Kevin Owens t-shirt, and because I'm an asshole, I did want to go, hey, Sam, don't worry about it. WWE superstars switch brands all of the time. Although he did have mixed emotions here because now KO is on SmackDown. He can do great things. But look at me, Sami Zayn. I am now a lone warrior. And I can do great things too. Maybe I'll even go after the World Heavyweight title. Oodalally. This is where this whole move did get really clever because Zayn also admitted, look, I am struggling with one thing. It's kind of nice that Jay Uso did come to Monday nights. I don't mean to, but I sort of blame him. Ruh-roh. A lot of this has also been the Judgment Day's fault. So he asked himself, what is next? And then Goldberg turned up and speared him. He didn't. Instead, of course, the Day of Judgment did interrupt him. I was like, damn you, internet, for making this a meme. They thought it was hilarious that he was all alone. I was like, that's really mean. Damien Priest was really pleased that Owens had gone to SmackDown because he was a thought in their side. When Rhea Ripley got on the mic and basically went, and you are a thought in our side too, Sami Zayn. So we have to finish you off for good. What? We should use the word permanently. We're going to permanently end you. So bring it down. There is the crime counter. That is most definitely a death threat. We also bigged up the fact that Rhea is taking on Shayna Baszler later. And just as the Judgment Day was about to attack, here came Jey Uso. And even though he had a chair, the Judgment Day ran away. It's like, what are you doing? It's like four guys against two. So he must have had a gun or something because that is not good wrestling maths. This actually set up the evening very well. And the amount of stories that we were about to tell. Raw is a terrific show at the moment. I don't care what anybody says. Give me a nap. Tinsuke Nakamura then reminded us that he is going to be taking on Ricochet in a Fool's Count Anyway match. And I'll just spoil that for you right now. It rules when Sami Zayn and Jay Uso were having a chat in the back. Zayn actually told him that he needed a minute. But Jay was like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Zayn was like, look, it was really kind that you did come out to help me in the ring. That shouldn't have been you. That should have been Kevin Owens. Like losing your pet dog. Of course, this is also due to the fact that even though Jay Uso is his friend, he is now running around with his buddy, Cody Rhodes. So once again, Sam is struggling to deal with this. I mean, he is basically a jealous Joe. And even when Uso tried to be like, I promise you I can help you, 
Sammy told him to flub off, and he pushed over a ladder. I was like, what did Larry do? He then did have a moment of clarity, so he caught up to Jay Uso, and they were like, oh man, it's gonna be okay. And they hugged and kissed. But once again, the teasing and the seed plant that we did here, it got me all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum and my tootsie toes, to the point I'm giving it an up. I mean, this relationship, it has come so far. And if WWE planned this last year, I don't think they did. I'm still giving them a round of applause. So it was great stuff, as was Nakamura versus Ricochet. And all the rumors at the moment are, oh my gosh, Triple H is definitely in control of creative. And when it comes to Ricky, I think that may be true, because this man is being allowed to fly. Shinsuke just absolutely is kicking ass at the moment too. Because this was a Fool's Count Anywhere match, and they could go backstage. At one point, they were thumping each other there. Shane Helms, who is a WW official, was watching on. So Ricochet went, stand back. There's a ricochet coming through. That's like, that was equal parts brilliant and really, really dumb. He also went shooting star press crazy, including this totally nuts one, where he basically climbed up a balcony in the crowd and he dove onto Shinsuke and a bunch of other people. And already the internet is like, oh my goodness, there were so many human beings there. What do you want him to do? Fall into the floor for real? If you watch this for what it was, it was damn spectacular. They then fought back to ringside when Nakamura's like, wait a minute, there's no DQ in this match. So he got those nunchucks again. I like this a lot, he's kind of like Michelangelo. He also started spamming GTSs, which I guess now means that if CM Punk does return to WWE, he has to return twice, for goodness sake. We just need to let all of this stuff go and let wrestling play out. I'm pretty sure this is just Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Ricky then started blocking Kinsashas and just doing all of these crazy moves, including this incredible springboard 450. And he was getting so much offense in here, as a bit like, I think he's going to lose. Turns out my wrestling instincts were right because when he went to Team of the Turnbuckle and climbed to that top rope, Shinsuke went boop threw him through this table. Ricochet took a terrible landing. He got Kinshasa right in the face. One, two, three. So I do not think I have done this justice at all. It was kind of like a pay-per-view premium live event match. And it was just so nice to watch them cook. Gonna eat some of their eggs. Huh? Up. Chelsea Green and Tegan Knox were then having a big argument backstage. And even though Chelsea acted like, I'm gonna beat you up, because Piper Niven was there. Just hid behind her instead. For some reason, that upset the tag team champions, so they stormed off. And the whole time, Katana Chance and Caden Carter were there. I was like, good for you. It did kind of work, though, because next it was Piper Niven taking on Natalia. So you can see where this is going. Bless Natty as well as she gave her sunglasses to a child in the crowd in true heart fashion. That kid was so damn happy. Well, yeah, Piper just basically went, I'm a damn monster. I'm going to run over you. She did. It also went about six minutes or so, which is a vast improvement over the usual two. <laughs> Piper Niffen actually won this with the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. Although she better go talk to everybody else because literally every wrestler on the planet is doing it right now. The champs then jumped Natalia and whooped her ass. So of course, Tegan Knox came out to make the save. But just presume we're going to do that tag team match. That's actually two plus two equals potato because Natalia just lost so why would she get a tag team title match? But the answer is, flub you. I actually thought this was fine. I enjoyed both teams. Give me a nap. Maybe you priest then found Finn Balor was like, man, <laughs> that JD McDonut. I really enjoyed seeing him get beaten up. That's like, Damien, you're a bad person. He also admitted that he did feel a little bad because of course it was Drew McIntyre that was doing the beating up. When him and Finn were like, <laughs> we've got a better plan. Let's go find the Scottish warrior. 
and punch him in the face. Dominic was all then like, whoa, boys, calm down. Rhea Ripley told us not to do anything when Mammy did walk in and she'd been on the phone. <laughs> Damien Priest couldn't handle this at all. I guess he doesn't like phone calls. She said he had been handling business though, so I presume she has some shares to sell. But you have to figure this has something to do with the bloodline. And when the condom was like, oh man, do you want me to come with ringside to you later? She went, nope, I'm gonna show everyone why mum is always on top. Now some people seem super bad that we are taking our time with this breakup, but don't worry about that. Let's be patient. I'm just enjoying the chemistry and the sort of friendship they do have. Plus, you can start to see the cracks. I like it much. And speaking of which, it was then time for Seth Rollins. He gave us a handy catch up about everything that had happened with Drew McIntyre recently. And because he said his name, Drew had to come to the ring. Wrestling rule 92.8. They too argued about each other's business, so they are also trying to make a quick buck. But you know Drew's MO recently, unless it directly involves him, he don't want anything to do with it. Rollins called BS on this instantly because he was like, oh yeah, well why don't we watch some footage too last week? Which is when, yep, we saw in the background Drew McIntyre and Rhea Ripley having a chat. And this made me chuckle because it means Seth Rollins rewatches Raw and he does it really meticulously. Drew wanted to make it clear that Ripley approached him because he's not a first demon like Jey Uso. <laughs> that made me laugh. And also, I just told you, Seth, this has nothing to do with you because it's not your business. He felt like Rollins should be more concerned with keeping that world heavyweight title. And Seth was like, well, you don't have to worry about that because I don't plan on losing it anytime soon. He then totally lost it and he told McIntyre, I know what your problem is. You have been in so many important matches over the last few years. And let's take a look at your win-loss record. Failure, 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 failure. So my friend, you're a failure. So that must be the reason why he was talking to the Judgment Day, because he didn't want this to happen again. When Drew was like, well, do you not remember what happened last time we fought? I absolutely whooped your ass and I'll do it again. Shots fired. McIntyre also feels like he has a good excuse, because in one word, it was the bloodline. When Seth was like, my word, would you shut up about the bloodline? Everybody else has moved on and let it go, and you need to do it too. Like Frozen. So they need to go on Maury Powovich or something like that. That's not how you pronounce that person's name. But this is when McIntyre continued to go on in Seth, because he was like, listen, you are living the dream, and I totally get it. You do come out here as a champ, and all the fans sing your song. But when I beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania to become the world champion, I had to do it in front of crickets because the pandemic was happening and this company needed some damn help to get through that. And that was all about me. I deserve some damn credit. He does. It's also why he's still so pissed off about this because when he finally got his second chance, what did Roman Reigns do? Screwed him over. Thankfully, third time is a charm though, which is why he is going to defeat Seth. But Rollins doesn't have to worry because after this, he can just reinvent himself for the 58th time. <laughs> True, you're such an asshole, but you rule. Rollins actually totally understood this because he too has hit rock bottom and had to climb back to the top of the mountain, which is why he's glad he is facing Drew McIntyre because when he does beat him for the one, two, three, and there's no shenanigans, McIntyre will finally realize he has nobody to blame but himself. So this was pure fire and surely by or at the Royal Rumble, Drew McIntyre has to be the world champion. I mean, I may crown him at Saudi Arabia, but if he does lose, then he can go full hill. This was one of the best things on Raw. And this Drew McIntyre's new character is flubbing great. And we pulled the trigger at the right time. Plus we're being patient. Very, very good segment. You should watch it. Up. We then got a Bronson Reed video package because of course he is going after the Intercontinental Championship later. 
I should also note earlier on we got one for Gunther, and both of these are very good. When we learn that come Friday, Logan Paul is returning. He is going to go after Rey Mysterio because he called him out after his fight with Dylan Dallas. But let's face it, anybody calling that a fight is like me saying, no, I'm not bald, I just have a hair problem. Yeah, pull the other one. But then continued on with all the Imperium stuff after this. I like it. It also ties into everything with DIY because, of course, Imperium took out Tommaso Ciampa last week. So here, it was Ludwig Kaiser versus Johnny Gargano. And I was very worried because you remember what Gunther said. If Giovanni or Ludwig does drop the ball, he's going to kill him. This is why it was hilarious because almost instantly Giovanni screwed up and Johnny was able to hit the one final beat. And even though Vinci then cast a distraction in order to balance this out, I was like, bro, Gunther definitely saw that. He's going to rip your tongue out. He also poked Gargano right in the eyes so he knew what he was doing. But this just pissed John off. And they were literally running through the ring. I was like, referee, why don't you seem to care about this? Of course, he meant Gargano had totally forgotten that he was in the match. This is when Ludwig booted him right in the head and he hit the DDT for the one, two, three. For a little while, I was like, where the flub is Champa? Thankfully, Wade Barrett told me he's still at home injured. So I do think this is a fun match, and of course it is going to end with DIY versus Imperium. If that isn't one of the best tag team matches of the year, well, what the flub is happening? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Becky Lynch was then aimlessly walking around backstage. But thankfully, she bumped into Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. For some reason, Hartwell took offense to Becky's mere presence and started going, oh, I want an NXT championship match. I was like, Indy, I'm pretty sure if you ask her, she'll say yes, which when Lynch went, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll go talk to Adam Pearce. See? So this was proper geese title shot or GTS. We talked about it last week. I do have to say, I think it's so damn cool that Peggy Lynch has won this NXT championship and now she's trying to raise everybody else up. That's what a legend does. We then had a massive tease because Becky turned around. That's when we did the big face-to-face with Rhea Ripley. As I've said before, if we do not do this at WrestleMania, well, just do it at WrestleMania. When Drew was livid, again, dude needs to calm down. But he found Sami Zayn in the back and while at first it looks like they were friends, he instantly turned on him 
seems like, what the flub are you doing? Why are you still forgiving Jay Uso? Sammy sort of facepalmed because he was like, Drew, Seth Rollins is right. You do have to let this bloodline stuff go. And because they now hate each other and because Sam was in a bad place this evening, they're going to have a match next week. And I tell you, if Drew McIntyre does win the world championship, Sami Zayn should be one of his first contenders because a heel Drew and a babyface Sam, that will rock my world. This was so well done once more though because it does all make sense. It is not two plus two equals potato. And don't forget, they're probably both blaming Cody Rhodes because he is responsible for this. It's an absolute powder keg. Ray was then here telling us she is the mammy because it was time for her match with Shayna Baszler. And here's the deal. This is the problem, right? I sat there and I was like, man, I'm really looking forward to this, but I bet it ends in disqualification. And guess what happened? Now, before all that, I do want to talk about the five minutes we did get because they were just smacking each other and using all of these power moves and some of the transitions out of the riptide into a submission. It was bloody brilliant. For some reason, though, all of a sudden, Nia Jax was walking to the ring. And I was like, why now? Why wouldn't you come out in the first 10 seconds? But before she could really do anything, Raquel Rodriguez was here, which was also strange because she must have been on Nia Jax's watch. Now, she fell miserably because Jax floored her like a bug. When all of a sudden, Zoe Stark came out of the crowd, she jumped off Barry Barricade as he flew right into Nia. What is happening? This is when Rodriguez was back to her feet. And she ran at Nia Jax, who just moved, and Raquel went into Simba the Still Steps. I was like, you are not having a good evening. So we then just got in the ring and booted Rhea Ripley right in the head, which is when we got the disqualification. Just really, really strange. Everybody then fought, and the big takeaway was later on, we were going to find out at the Saudi Arabia show, it's going to be a five-way for this WWE women's title. That makes me scratch my non-existent beard. Because surely the only reason you do a five-way is because you're taking the championship off Rhea Ripley. My word, do not do that. Here is the deal, though. I do have to say that I would much rather we separated all these people and had them in individual storylines. But also, over the last couple of weeks, WWE does feel like they've gone, we do need to include them more, which they are. So it's absolutely an up. But yeah, going forward, separate them out a bit. I'm sure they'll be able to do it. They're really, really good. Adam Pearce then told Becky Lynch that he will have a conversation with Shawn Michaels to try and make that Becky versus Indy Hartwell match. When Zia Lee walked in, at least this made more sense this week, she was like, wait a minute, the man, you promised me a shot too. As soon as Beck said though, don't worry, I will make it happen, Lee went, yeah, we'll do it on my time. I was like, wait a minute, you just demanded it to be right now, and now you've changed your mind. For goodness sake. The best part is, is that once more we did it again because Becky Lynch turned around. She went face to face with Jade Cargill. So we are just going all out with the teases. And I want to see all of this. Jade Cargill versus Becky. Jade Cargill versus Charlotte. Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair. Jade Cargill versus Rhea Ripley. You see why this is so good? Plug me in. We've had a super fun interview with Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso because they're having so much fun, which means I'm able to have fun when it was time for big men slapping man meat. For it was the Intercontinental title match between Bronson Reed and Gunther. And look, we have to bring it down. The was this a big men slapping man meat match. We push the button. And the computer says, yes. Now look, I never actually thought that Bronson was going to win the championship because that wasn't the way. But sometimes I just want to sit down and see two walls pummeling each other. That's what this was. I mean, Reed was body dropping the ring general onto the ring apron. But I've never seen that before. And he gave him a shoulder tackle and Gunther went down. So I was like, well, Gunther is a big man, but Bronson Reed is the bigger man. 
and I suppose he has bigger meat. He then started to exchange chops, and I was like, no, Bronson, don't do that. Gunther will kill you. And he did. This Reed too was also allowed to cook, though. And at one point, he slammed Gunther and booted him right in the face. This is when they just started punching each other right in the jaw. It did look a little bit stiff. Reed then went for a senton, but Gunther got his knees up. So the champion came back with his crazy clothesline. When, of course, they went to the top rope and they did a superplex. That's when I knew they were going to do everything. I was totally right as well because they then traded splashes, even though they are giants. Well, I think Gunther got a bit worried and he hit this amazing bomb of power to get the one, two, three. Look, I've kind of zoomed through this, but if you just want to be entertained today, here is the match for you. I am giving it an up. People were going nuts for this by the end as well. And I thought this did the world of good for Bronson Reed, even though he was defeated. Let's keep it up. Jackie Redman was then interviewing The Miz, who was all like, man, I'm not happy right now. Can't believe I had to wait for the third hour before Adam Pearce let me do an interview. So he must time the show. He laughed at Sami Zayn for having a crap night and said maybe Nick Aldis should be in charge of Raw and SmackDown. Because in case you did meet that, yeah. Aldis did debut, and he now is the GM of Friday Nights. Maya Jackson interrupted and basically went, I have squished everyone, and I will continue to do some squishing. And we went back to The Miz. He was told, sorry, we've run out of time. He was a super sad panda. Don't really know where we're going with this. This is when Ripley got it confirmed that she will be in that five way. And as she was talking to Adam Pearce, when she left his office, in walked Jinder Mahal and Inda Sheer. I was like, well, finally, somebody can take them off the milk cart. What it does mean is that they've come on Raw again. Sorry, not on Raw, to Raw. They've come to... Let's just move on. When we got the highlight of the night. The Alpha Academy were in the back training because Chad Gable still wants to take on Gunther for the IC title. When Tozawa had joined them and he was kind of doing this weird dance, which I think was meant to be working out. And it made me laugh out loud. So I just want to say, one, goofy wrestling for life. And two, Tozawa is an underrated gem. They also started talking about the fact they wanted to go after the tag team titles. And because they had done this, in walked the New Day. And the first thing that Xavier Woods and Otis did was kind of grind their hips and thrust in the other person's direction, which certainly was a choice when Kofi joined in too. The long and the short of it is, they all want to fight to see who should become the tag team champions. We're gonna do that next week. Fine by me. We also learned that Kofi has opened up a library and computer center in Ghana. So he is a flubbing hero and honestly, these modern wrestlers, they go out of their way to try and make a difference. You love to see it. Imperium were then in the back with Gunther all like, whoa, ring general, you did it. When he was like, oh, so, I saw that you had that fight with Johnny Gargano earlier, and I'm pleased that you won, but Giovanni Vinci, I still think you suck. Not very fair, is it? Giovanni went and did it. He made a big mistake because he argued back here when basically bringing the crime counter. Because Gunther told Vinci, all right, fine. Next week, you are going to be facing Johnny Gargano. And given that he didn't leave on a stretch of this evening, that is now your aim. And if this doesn't happen, Kaiser, it is on your head. What is going on? So that is attempted murder, blackmail, and an overt threat, I think. <laughs> Put a one on the counter. So it does mean that Gunther is definitely a criminal when we got to our main event. This was just a roller coaster of emotions. So the tag titles were on the line because it was Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso taking on the Judgment Day. And as soon as Jay Uso did get in trouble, Cody was here and he started blasting out kicks that looked like they were disastrous. Dom Dom was then out, but Cody chased him away when he hit the crossroads on Damian Priest. I was like, wait a minute, this match has only been going three minutes. 
And the ref went one, and the ref went two, just as the ref was about to do three. Dom Dom grabbed Priest's foot and he put it on the ropes. So don't forget that, they were gonna be Victoria super duper quick, but the damn condom screwed him over. Jay then kind of got the hottest tag and he went after Finn Balor when he hit him with a Samoan drop. And don't worry, he is Samoan when he also went for the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. This is when Balor just went boop and poked him in the eyes though. I'm so happy people are doing this again, because do not forget the three maneuvers that do have to return. The eye poke, the back rake, and the one I'm still waiting for, the atomic drop. You then just knew something was going to happen because the champions did hit their new finisher, the Cody D. And once again, they went to pin Balor, but we got a one-two-oo. And I was like, man, there is no way they'd let somebody kick out of that unless they were going to lose the titles. You see where I'm going with this. This then got doubly bad because Jay went to the top rope and Dominic was trying to push him off. I was like, man, he's such a wonderful dick. And after that did lead to the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, all of a sudden, Sami Zayn turned up because he was like, listen, Dominic, you are being a massive moron. Because all he was going to give him a spank, but instead, Damian Priest just pushed Sami into the ring post. And I was like, dude, you're not having a good night. Neymar was also losing it on the outside because he punched Cody Rhodes right in the balls. Because the referee wasn't watching, he then got the American Nightmare and he threw him through Alan the announce table. This is when I started to get panicked. This did mean that Jay Uso had to change plans. He hit Damien Priest with a dive. He got back in the ring. He got out of the way of the Coup de Gras. He hit a super kick and a spear. And just as he was about to go to the top rope and hit the splash, who appeared from nowhere and hit him with a kick that was super? It was none other than his dastardly brother, Jimmy Uso. That's what I was like, see Sammy, it's going to be okay. Kevin can just turn up. Now it is wrestling, so I don't care. I'm only having fun with it. Once again, this official totally missed it because they are not very good at their job, which is when Finn Balor hit the Coupe de Gras and he got the one, two, three. And I was like, wait a minute. That means we got brand new tag team champions. And we did. It also meant Raw ended with a judgment day celebrating that they did have all their belts back. Look, I know we are hot potatoing these at the moment, but I actually quite enjoy when we do do this on the right occasion. Otherwise, you sit there going, well, the championship is never going to change hands because it never does. Sometimes you do need to circumvent expectations. Also, this was a great main event. Up. So it did bring us to the end of Raw. So once again, look at the counters. You can see what WWE is doing here. They're just telling simple stories and giving us what we want. I could have been a bit harsh, for sure. But I'm in a super good mood today, so I don't want to. Also, it was fun. I had a good time. And my shoulders got stuck like I'm Frankenstein. Give me a nap. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's Raw. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click the video here, wherever it is, for ups and downs, for collisions, for all of professional wrestling, whatculture.com, social media. But moreover, make sure you have a lovely day. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.